Hello, welcome to another episode of our podcast and today we are studying the kings starting with the patriarch Abraham. First, let's say a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for honoring us to know you. Thank you for giving us the honor and the privilege to be able to commune with you and communicate with you as your children with our father thank you for your provision your protection your mercies your love your grace thank you lord jesus for laying your life down for us thank you holy spirit for your fellowship thank you for your guidance thank you for your leadership Father, please have mercy on us, forgive us, and speak to us. Give us the grace to learn and to know all that you want us to learn and know through this episode. Speak to us individually and meet us at our respective points of need. Let your word continue to spread. Let your will for us be made manifest. Give us the grace to fulfill purpose and let all glory, honor, praise, and adoration be ascribed unto you, even as your joy and your blessings are ours. Strengthen your children, Father, strengthen your church. Please give grace to all who are in need of your grace, O God, and as many of us that desire to know you, Father, please reveal yourself to us draw us close to you and keep us in your presence continue to protect your children all over the world and let your name be praised and exalted forever for we pray through jesus christ our lord amen amen and amen and amen in jesus name amen may god bless you thank you very much for tuning in um i hope that you listen to the podcast immediate podcast before this one is titled um the dangers of the last days that is the first episode we put out today so i hope that you listen to it but now we are going to be talking about the patriarch abraham if you had listened to our podcast in the past i believe probably that was last year or two years ago we had put out a few episodes on Abraham and like I mentioned in our immediate past podcast that the Holy Spirit continues to reveal and show us what we need to know per time. So in the course of my study for this podcast, and I praise God because this gives me um, the opportunity to learn to know God more for who he is. Excuse me to understand what he um what he has in store to learn from people who had walked in the times past and to continuously glean from the scriptures the lessons that i need to navigate my path even today and i pray so for you as well so um abraham we know uh he was born um to terror right but just reading the scriptures today, God helped me to do some math and I saw that I saw some fun facts. <laughs> That's what we call them, right? Fun facts. So fun fact number one about Papa Abraham is that 
Abraham was born 292 years after the flood and he was the ninth descendant of Shem, the eldest son of Noah. Mm -hmm. So you all remember that um, this might be what some people call the second world, right? Because the first world was completely destroyed by God, like the first earth that god created he wiped everybody out he destroyed everything except for one man noah and his family and why did god destroy them because they had seen beyond (laughs) they had seen beyond um what god could bear and he gave them a last chance for them to be saved in the ark but they would not get into the ark so it was only noah his three sons their wives and his um his his uh own wife that were saved so a total of eight people right and the first of noah's son was shem shem was the first child of noah the first son of noah and shem was also the ancestor of abraham fun fact number two is that there's a possibility that shem was alive when abraham was born yeah and for the purpose of this podcast episode i'll be calling him abraham (laughs) but we all know that he was born abram as in he was born a b r a m abram and that's what he was called until god changed his name to abraham so i i feel more comfortable calling him abraham and just to let you know that we'll be calling him abraham which is the name by which we all know him papa abraham um uh that's that's what um that's how we'll be referring to him in this podcast in this episode so um i I mentioned earlier that fun fact number one is that abraham was born 292 years after the flood he's the ninth descendant of shem who is the first son of noah and also that there is a possibility that shem was alive when abram was born because shem lived for 502 years after the flood right so that's that suggests if abram was born 292 years after the flood and Shem lived for up to 502 years after the flood. That means Abraham was already born when Shem was still alive. So why am I sharing all of this with you? So in our study with in our study of the kings, we'll also be learning about their backgrounds. Yes. So we'll learn their backgrounds because um we we believe, I believe that knowing their backgrounds is very important to understanding their story right so that's fun fact number two fun fact number three is that abraham was the eldest son of terah his father and like i say sometimes he might have been born at the same time as his brothers Nahor and haran you know so because the bible says that when terah was a certain age about 70 years old he had Abraham, Nahor, and Haran. You know, unlike other parts of the scriptures that will say, oh, he begat this person and then he begat. So I don't know, it's possible that they were born separately. It's also possible that they were born together with, uh, from different mothers or maybe from the same mother. I don't know. But um, he was the first child 
of his father and he was also born um, in the awe of the Chaldees. Most likely, he was born in the awe of the Chaldees, which is currently identified to be in modern-day Syria. His father, Terah, set out for Canaan after Abram's brother, Haran, had died in awe of the Chaldees. So, Terah, Abram's father, took Abram, Sarah, Abram's wife, and Lot, who was the grandson of um of of terror the son of the son that he had lost so he took the three of them and left for canaan on their way to canaan right they stopped at haran and they settled there so first of all we'll see later that abraham later had the same calling to go to this Canaan. But the first person that had the calling to go to Canaan was his father. Right? It was his father. The scripture doesn't tell us whether it was God that told him, but it's possible that he was led by the Spirit to go to. He was led by, excuse me, he was led by the Spirit to go to Canaan. But on his way to Canaan, he stopped at Haran and he settled in Haran. Now, it's good for you to understand your background you know you need to understand your background because as we study the kings we need to draw lessons from them what's the point of going through something a second time and getting lost when people have already experienced it before and found a way so it's very important for us to learn from these kings and patriarchs and matriarchs and not and not repeat whatever mistake they had made and see how we can replicate the successes that they had, you know, and even possibly surpass them to the glory of God. So you need to understand where you're coming from. You need to know where you are and plan for where you are going with God's guidance, right? Because we see that in chapter 12, after Terah had died, God, God called Abraham and he instructed him to leave his father's his father's relatives, his family, and go to a land that God was going to show him. Now, God did not tell him that, oh, I'm taking you to Canaan. Remember, his father had planned to go to Canaan and did not complete the journey. He stopped on the way. So the question becomes, why did God not tell Abraham to leave for Canaan directly? Why the suspense? You know, God just said to him, come, uh, I'm going to show you somewhere. Come, just follow me. I'm going to show you somewhere. And if you are listening to one of our past episodes where we studied Abraham, you see that from the ancient books I had tried to read, um, there were there were stories about how Abraham was really odd. He was odd because he was born into an into a community infested with idols. He was born into um, an era where people were worshiping idols, and you know it's it's really um, <laughs> it's surprising because this is the same reason why God had destroyed the first world. Right? There was a lot of wickedness going on, and shortly after they came out of the ark, you could see that Noah's sons and the descendants had come back to idol worship because this was just nine generations after nine generations after the flood, and people were engaged in heavy idol worship and abraham had always always um he had always 
wanted to know the one and only true God and rejected the idols that were worshipped by the people in his community. So he was persecuted a lot. He was persecuted a lot and you can do your own research. But this was my findings when I did um, research on on Abraham's life. He was persecuted a lot and probably that's one of those uh that's one of the reasons why God decided to choose his family and called his father out of that community and laid it in his father's heart to move to a certain place. And the father kept going until he stopped at Haran and passed on and after he passed on God then spoke to Abraham. And that's the first time we have it on record that God was communicating with anyone after Noah right so god um asked abraham to move and the question um the question i had asked earlier is why did god not tell abraham you know where he was going to so we see that if terah had known where he was going but decided to settle on the way there's a possibility that the journey to canaan was too daunting right there's a possibility that the journey to canaan was too done was too daunting and might have drained abraham's motivation if god had told him immediately that look i'm taking you to canaan it's possible that if he had known where he was going he probably may not have been he probably may not have the motivation to go have you ever been in a situation where you are asking god for something and god eventually gives it to you but <laughs> When you get it and you see the things that come with it, you begin to say, hey, God, if I had known that it was like this, I probably would not have asked for this thing. But you see that when you go through those early challenges, you are taken to a higher place of glory and you almost forget about the the pains that you had in the past. But ultimately, if God had told you from the outset when you were praying that, oh, this is what you will go through to get this, or this is what you will go through when you get this, you probably will not have, you know, ventured. Uh, an example is King David, right? So when he was just a child chasing his father's sheep in the uh, in the forest and in the wilderness, delivering his father's sheep from lions and bears, when they called him and said, Omo, come and put your head here. They want to anoint you as king. If he had seen, <laughs> if he had seen the road to wearing the crown, if he had seen that, then you have to be a fugitive for about 25 years. You ready? He probably would have said, you know what? I'm not interested. He probably would have disappeared in the wilderness when they came to look for him. You know, he probably would not have done a lot of the things that he did that eventually got him to sit on the throne after Saul passed on. So sometimes God will not show you the full picture. You know, sometimes God will not show you the full picture. Abraham might have repeated Terah's mistake if God had given him the entire vision immediately. It's possible. And I even know from my own life, um, there's a time I was asking God for something I really wanted to embark on this project. I believe like it was going to be the best thing for my life so far. Like it was just going to help move me to the next level. And by the time the project commenced, I was like, Christ, if I had known that this was what it was going to be, I probably would never have asked for this. I would have just contented myself with being where I was before commencing this journey. So sometimes 
God will not show you the full picture so that you can begin to take the steps that he needs you to take and he will just hold your hand along the way. You see, in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 9 to 12, he says that, For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. Now, we see things imperfectly as in a poor mirror but then we will see everything with perfect clarity all that i know now is partial and incomplete but when i will know everything but then i will know everything completely so now you are not seeing the full picture that god has for you but i assure you that once you hold on to god and you walk with him you walk the path with him you keep your ears open you keep your eyes open you obey his instruction listen for his voice and do as he wills he will never leave you nor forsake you he will definitely surpass your expectations so just as god knows me right just as god knows you be satisfied with following god's leadership and direction even when you do not see the big picture and romans chapter 10 verse 11 says that anyone that believes and trusts in god shall not be ashamed so once you believe god and you trust him you shall not be ashamed So these are now um, just for structure. I would, I would um, just help to summarize what we have said immediately. So first, we started with the background of Abraham. We talked about his background. We talked about some fun facts that oh, do you know that Abraham was the ninth descendant of Shem? Do you know that Abraham was born 292 years after the flood? Do you know that Abraham? might have been born when Shem, the son of Noah, was still alive, right? After talking about the background, we delved uh, deep to talk about why you need to understand your background, that you need to understand your background, you need to know where you're coming from, you need to know where you're going, you need to hold on to God's hand, you know, to lead you where he wants you to be. That's number one. Number two is that we have to be satisfied with following god's leadership and direction even when we have not seen the full picture you know even when he has not shown us the entirety of the plan that he has for us we see in part and we know in part and the assurance that as long as you believe and you trust in god he will never allow you to be put to shame all this we got from the scriptures romans chapter uh, 10 verse 11 and first corinthians chapter 13 verses 9 to 12 now the third point The third lesson we need to learn from Abraham's life is that beyond praying and speaking to God, we have to listen for what God is saying and we have to pay attention to what he says. You know, it's not just about praying, God, do it, God, I want, God, I need, God. You know, we also need to take time to listen. Father, what are you saying? And listen and understand what he's saying and obey what he's saying so we see from the book of genesis chapter 12 verses 1 to 3 that god did not just ask abraham to follow him god also gave abraham a promise you know he made abraham four beautiful promises he did not just give him an instruction he also backed it up with a promise he said abraham 
follow as in go to this place that I'm going to a place that I'm going to show you and he promised to make Abraham a great nation he promised to bless Abraham and make him famous that Abraham will be a blessing to others he also promised to bless those who bless Abraham and cause those that treat him with contempt and finally he promised to bless all the families on earth through Abraham so when you get the instruction from God when God gives you the direction he wants you to go you also need to keep listening keep listening because he's faithful and he's just he's not a wicked God he will not tell you to do something without um without a reward that's the truth and the reward comes in various forms so at this time God gave Abraham the instruction and he gave him a promise he said do this and this is what I'll do this is what I'll do for you and you know when God has um when God has made his promise he always makes it he makes his promise good like he redeems his promise even when even when we are unfaithful god always keeps his own side of the bargain now lesson number four is that we have to do our best to obey god's instruction to the letter yes we have to do our best to obey god's instruction to the letter pay attention to the details pay attention to the details again pay attention to the details if god says do a b c d you cannot say you do a c d you leave b or you do a b you leave c and do d or you do a b c and you think that you have stopped no or that you even ignore a and just start from b no he requires complete obedience because you see in abraham's case that god had told him leave your family right because i had to do this research and i read it um in all the versions of the bible that i could lay my hands on god said leave your family leave your father's relatives and go to the place that I will show you. Now, the Bible also records in Genesis chapter 12 verse 4 that Abraham was ready to obey God's instructions, but emotions might have come in the way because the Bible records in Genesis 12 verse 4 that so Abraham departed as the Lord had instructed him and Lot went with him. Now, this is where English language comes in because um I had to I had to read through all the um, Bible versions I could lay my hands on to see if there was any that that said oh Abraham took took lots that was not the first thing Abraham did lots went with Abraham and then Abraham now took him meaning uh, from in fact while I was studying what God helped me to understand was that look it's possible that Abraham um, had compassion on Lot and took him because remember, Lot had he was as in he, Abraham's father had taken Lot first of all when he was leaving um, all of the childings. He had already taken Lot, so Nahor was there with his wife in the all of childings. But Abraham, but uh, Terah had already taken 
Lot as his own son because Lot's father, Haran, had died in Haran, right? No, had died in all of the childies. So it's possible that Abraham had compassion on Lot and say, Ah, yeah, Lot, no, now I can't leave this guy behind. He's already like my son. Come, you are like my family. You are not uh, part of my father's relatives that God was talking about. It's also possible that Lot might have begged Abraham and said, Ah, no, I want to follow you. No, as they are packing bag, he has already packed his own bag. And it's possible that, you know, Lot presumed that he was part of Abraham's family and he voluntarily packed his bag to follow him. And Abraham did not say, you know what, you need to go back to your uncle Naho in all the challenges because um, you can't follow me on this journey. Because Lot was not a baby, oh. Lot was not a child. And how do you know that Lot was not a child? We are going to continue, we are going to see that in the course of this study. So when God gives an instruction, when God gives an instruction, please obey to the letter. Do not allow emotions or sentiments to get in the way. And if you if you cannot, if you cannot um, obey on your own, please ask God, ask God to help you to obey. Ask God to help you to obey. I'm just going to read my notes for a moment so that we don't miss any of the wonderful insights that God had helped me to put down. And here um, it says that it's possible that Abraham probably thought that, oh, not joining him on this trip was not a big deal. No, it was not going to cost him anything. It's possible. You know, when we don't pay attention to details, the most minute things, we think, uh, it doesn't it doesn't matter if anyone had told peter that you know what this thing you said to this maid in this fireplace that other people heard it that they're going to record it that 2500 years after they're still going to be talking about it peter would have thought that no way it's not going to happen but the minute details sometimes become more powerful than we ever anticipated so what if Lot had chosen Canaan, you know, and Abraham, uh, uh, when, when Abraham sought for peace during the strife that subsequently arose between Abraham and Lot? What if, you know, because when we read that scripture, which we're still going to talk about in a later episode, you see that the servants of Lot and the servants of Abraham, they were having issues at some point. And Lot did not even think to say, ah, no, my servants, this is my father that you people are having this issue with. Please, you have to respect him, respect his, his servants. He didn't think of that. He was puffed up. And Abraham eventually came to say, you know what? Let us go our separate ways. Any side you choose, I will go in the opposite direction. What if lot had decided to stay in the area that was eventually canaan and and abraham had to choose the other side doesn't mean that abraham would have had to be in canaan in uh, in sodom and gomorrah just think about that for a moment you know uh what if abraham had been killed in the war that he waged against the kings that had kidnapped lot much later i know it seems like i'm moving very fast but I thought to just call these to our memories, you know, to bubble this up in our memories so that we can remember 
and note, can note and remember that when God makes you a promise, the devil is also paying attention and the devil will work tirelessly to um, prevent that promise from being fulfilled, including using you as your own enemy, you know, using you to sabotage yourself. So we have to pray against the spirit of self-sabotage. We have to... Um, as much as as possible, you know, work to fulfill God's promise, um, and 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 continuously pray that every plan that is against the fulfillment of God's promise to you must be nullified in the name of Jesus Christ. And I pray that God will also help you and me to be attentive to the details and to be sensitive to fulfill His promises and His instructions. Any relationship or lifestyle or seed that does not support God's plan for your life, I pray that God will root it out in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, another lesson we learn from Abraham's is that we should hold on to God's promise regardless of the circumstance. That's lesson number six now. Hold on to God's promises for you regardless of the circumstances, regardless of what the circumstances will look like. You know, Hebrews chapter 10 verse 23 says that we should hold fast and retain without wavering the hope that we cherish and confess for he who promised is reliable, he's sure, and he's faithful to keep his promise. So trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. Submit to him and he will make your path straight. Proverbs chapter 3 verses 5 to 6. Now what is trust? Trust is assured reliance on the character, strength, or truth of someone. You know, to place confidence in and depend on somebody. And Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You know, Hebrews chapter 13 verse 8. Once he has made a promise, he is faithful and he's just to keep that promise. I assure you that his power, his promises are as potent today as they were in the times past. And our confidence in God is in God and not in the circumstances around us. So we have to always, always, always commit our way to God and trust in him and he will act. Now, why have I taken time to explain all of this to you? Remember that when God called Abraham, he made four promises to him. He said, you know what? I'm going to bless you. Other people will be blessed. Other nations will be blessed because of you. Anyone that tries to, you know, cause you pain, that person is going to hear from me. Like God made serious promises to Abraham. But then we also need to know that Abraham was not used to you know, like he, he was still trying to understand God and our God is so merciful. He's so patient because he will always come down to our level. And that brings us to, um, lesson number seven, always return to God for direction when it seems like things are taking you away from God's promise. Always return to God for direction when it seems like things are taking you away from God's promise. You see that during Abraham's sojourn, in the course of his journey, he and his family were forced to go to Egypt because of famine. 
right so there was famine uh, there was no food in the area where he was and he had to go to egypt with his with his family now on the way he had looked at sarah and said hmm, my wife sarah you know you are very beautiful you see how your skin is glowing like this please i don't want to die now do you want to be a widow sarah said no i don't want to be a widow yet say good please what we are going to do when we get to that place you're going to tell them that i'm your brother and that you're my sister so that they will not come for my life and sarah said okay no problem no problem and sarah said okay no problem it's all right so they left for egypt and true as abraham had predicted ha 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 when they got to egypt hey the princes the people that were serving in the palace you know their eyes are always around it's just like in today's uh, time and age you might think even if you are in a very small country you might think that they are not seeing you ah funny because you have security uh, agents secret agents and all sorts of people going around looking they know when a foreigner enters the community they know when something new is happening so they spotted sarah and i can imagine that sarah was like you know she was she stood out you you could not have missed her she was so beautiful i imagine that sarah was I don't know she was outstanding because immediately the princes saw her the bible records that they went back and told pharaoh they say hey papa oga pharaoh king thou art king if you know who we saw now there's somebody that came into this community into this country that you need to in fact this person qualifies to be your wife you need to take her and pharaoh said okay no problem bring her in and in those days they will have to prepare the woman before before uh she's taken to the king if you know from the book of esther how they had to put esther in like uh, they had to take her through some rigors and everything like put her in a in, in fact in Igbo culture my culture back in the day they used to have um what they call the fattening room for any maiden that is about to get married you know once a maiden has a a groom who uh a date has been fixed for her wedding they would typically put this maiden in a room she won't come out they will apply some ointment on her body so many things to make her skin silky she would just her only job would just be to eat and sleep and shower because they want the day they want her to glow on the day they, they are going to give her out to her husband and that was that was most likely the kind of treatment that Sarah went through so they put her in the same chamber as um the people who were the kings uh who were pharaoh's concubines and you know future ladies to be and all that they put her there imagine this was somebody's wife and the question that we might want to ask ourselves is did abraham consult god before he decided to go to egypt So yes, there was famine, right? Where he was and mom was work, he had to eat. But did he ask God? You know, when we are on an instruction given to us by God, 
when you're a person under instruction you cannot act outside that instruction like you don't just you can't just do anything that you like right because we see that i don't know the scriptures the scriptures do not record that abraham asked god for permission to say oh god can i go to egypt there's no food here and everything i know you said you were going to show me where i'm going but where i am now there is no food and there's famine i don't want my family to starve to death so i want to go to egypt he did not and Honestly, we cannot hold that against him because there wasn't any proper record of how to relate with God at that time. And that's one of the reasons I believe that God in his mercy still showed up. You know, he he was quiet. He didn't say anything, but he was watching, watching. And he watched how this man allow a king to take his wife away from him and how the wife was soon going to be given out to another king as as um. As, as the wife of that other king. And you see that Abraham believed God and also applied his own human wisdom. And what that cost him, what that would have cost him if God did not show up was that Abraham was probably going to lose the, the key source that God wanted to use to fulfill the promises that he had made to him. So God has told you that he's going to make you, he's going to make your descendants um to to feel the earth he's going to bless you and that through you other people are going to be blessed and then the woman who is supposed to give birth to those children for you or who is supposed to have that child for you you have given her out to another person that is that, that was abraham acting according to his own wisdom and i've listened to a lot of messages about this and i guess that you might have as well and some people will say oh he just did it to save himself oh he he probably was not lying because sarah was also related to him oh all of this and all of that but the lesson for us here today is when god has given you an instruction even if you are not sure that god has given you an instruction before you take any step especially any big step please pause and ask god Pause and ask God, regardless of the tre- regardless of the pressure that may be going on. Please, 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 pause and ask God for direction and follow the path that He has set for you. Now, our God is a merciful God, and remember when we were reading those passages from the book of Corinthians and Romans, we said that God will always be trusted he can always be trusted you know he 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 never allows his word to fall to the ground without fulfilling it so you see that god forgave and he showed up in mercy god turned around what the enemy had meant for evil and he made it to work out for abraham's good because when when pharaoh took uh, sarah from abraham he gave abraham lots of gifts that made abraham become very wealthy that's you see in the book of Genesis chapter 12 verse 16 that Pharaoh treated Abraham well because of Sarah. So Abraham acquired many animals and servants because in those days the mark of being wealthy was how much um, how much animals you had in terms of cattle, sheep, donkeys, horses, etc. And how many servants you have who can work for you. So Pharaoh had given Abraham a lot of this. You know, when he thought that he was going to marry um, Sarah. Hmm. Now, like I said earlier, you can just begin to imagine what Sarah must have felt at that time. You know, she was so loyal to Abraham and she obeyed Abraham's wish. 
But the question is, did Sarah pray to God in her circumstance? Maybe, maybe not, perhaps. I don't know. I don't know if she prayed to God. But you see that it's not enough to be faithful to a godly person. You know, you also need to know God for yourself. You need to develop your own close relationship with him. So it's not enough for you to know that, oh, you have a covering, you have a parent that prays for you, you have a spouse that prays for you. I remember there was a time somebody was saying, oh, please, I want you to marry me. And I was like, okay, why? And he said, oh, because I know that you are very, um, you're very, how do you put it, is it godly or righteous or, or faithful woman? I can't remember. But something along the lines of, oh, I know that you are very, um, uh, you're a godly woman and I know that even when I'm sleeping in the night, you'll be praying for me. And I just thought, oh, I'm not marrying a prayer point. It's not just me praying for you. <laughs> I also need someone who can pray for me. So it's 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 good for you to um, be under, it's good for you to not necessarily be under, but it's good for you to be with um someone whether it's a spouse a business partner or someone you're in a relationship with or whatever and when i say relationship it's not just about a romantic relationship i mean like any kind of relationship whether it's a friendship or whatever it's good for you to be with someone who is faithful and godly but at the same time you also need to know god for yourself you know even in a church you know in a religious setting in um any gathering whatsoever you always have those people who you look up to you say that they are they are uh, more heavily anointed than others they are the chosen one fantastic great but they are also human beings as long as they are here on earth and they are breathing the oxygen in and breathing out carbon dioxide like you and me they also need help they need support they are human beings they're not susceptible they're not um they're not infallible so you need to develop your own close relationship with god i always need to remember that human beings are only humans and they are susceptible to challenges and pitfalls that be that bedevil human beings so you need to hold up the people that you believe are your coverings you need to hold them up in prayer and be diligent enough to check with god when they make a request or they do things that do not conform with God's plan or will. You know, when they do things or they ask you to do things that you know, you know, you know, you know that you know that you know from the bottom of your heart that this thing is no good. You need to check with God. And sometimes you may not even know that what what you have been asked to do is not good enough, but you still need to check with God. So, um, like I said earlier, it's not enough for you to hear from God alone. Now, um, this is speaking to the person who is in Abraham's shoes now. So, you are the um, patriarch of your family. You are the leader of your family. It's not enough for you to just know God you know, you are in a business relationship. You are the one that God is always giving guidance and direction on what to do to make the business grow. Or you are in a particular um, organization or whatever, whatever it is. You know, you are, you are in a certain group of people, but you are the one who seems to be a light. It is not enough for you to just be the light. If you put a log of wood, just one one log of wood and you you set it alight it will burn for a while and probably burn out but when you have a bunch of logs 
together with it and they are each catching fire that place becomes warmer and the fire burns faster so you need to um share the message that god has given to you share it with your close allies and your partners you know you need to let them see and know the vision that god has given you so that they can also help to encourage you and hold you up you know when um when the vagaries of life come when when uh the moments of weakness come you need to find someone that you are accountable to you need to spread your light and your fire and the question here is did abraham share god's word with sarah his wife did he tell sarah his wife that okay this is what god says he says we should do this and he has made these four promises so if one of them had failed to go to god to say oh father this place that we are here now there is a famine what should we do should we go towards egypt god would probably have given them i'm sure that god would have given them a direction on what to do if they had asked now lesson number eight always remember that god is met is merciful and he's faithful to keep his promise always remember that god is merciful and that he is faithful to keep his promise so you see that god showed up and struck pharaoh's house with plagues because of sarah god showed up and he struck pharaoh's house with plagues because of sarah while sarah was there in the preparatory chamber god released judgment on pharaoh's house so sometimes people bear the consequences of another person's error and pharaoh took sarah innocently without knowing that she was abraham's wife but that lack of knowledge didn't prevent the consequence of his action from befalling him right so the consequence of his action was that god released plagues on the household of pharaoh alone now it's possible it's possible very possible that pharaoh must have consulted you know with his soothsayers and his diviners to learn what the cause of the plagues were you know he must have asked why why is it that it's just my family that is suffering from these plagues okay soothsayers magicians come and do your work what is the problem tell us what has happened and it's possible that when he asked he must have been told that okay um pharaoh all of these things are happening because you have another man's wife that you you have taken you have another man's wife that you have taken you know it's possible it's possible that um pharaoh had sought now what is the lesson here for us the lesson here for us as christians is that when things are unusual or unfavorable please go to god and inquire to understand the problem go to god to ask for the problem and ask him for the necessary actions and solutions that you need to put in place when things seem to be going haywire and unfavorable please do not hesitate to ask god for direction now pharaoh must have been told to send abraham and sarah away in peace together with the possessions that they had acquired in Egypt and this must have prevented Pharaoh from killing Abraham 
and also saved Pharaoh from being destroyed by God because of the promise that God had made to him. So we see that even those who are not Christians, most times something goes, they just, if something happens, they just want to check it out. You know, they want to find out uh, what's going on, um, what are we doing wrong so we can fix it. But sometimes we as Christians, when things are going wrong, we just ask God to fix it without um, asking for an understanding of the root cause for us to know whether we are contributors to that um, uh, situation or challenge that we are going through and to make amends. So we have shared uh, nine lessons from the life of Abraham so far. We are going to share more lessons from this patriarch in our next episode of the podcast. And I thank you so much for listening. I pray that God has blessed you as you were listening. I pray that God has enriched your heart and your life. And I pray that the words you have listened to today, they will not fall to the ground empty. Brother God is going to walk through these words to um, enrich your life and help you to be all that he wants you to be for his glory in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you again for listening. Stay tuned to our next episode as we continue the study on the patriarch Abraham. Stay blessed. Bye for now.